Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. What did you just say? Let's change the world. Yeah, change it for the better. Finding of fact, good truth today. Strong opinions, but uh, based on solid information, if we can if we can find it out there, don't worry about the <laughs> vortex removing the brain matter of elected individuals in Washington D.C. This is part of the nature. That doesn't mean we have to be dumb. Washington D.C. All right, Harrisburg too. <laughs> County seats. <laughs> No, around here, not so much, but I'm talking around the country. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, what was that? Uh, Different township. Well, never mind. Enough about that. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. I'm Mark Lawrence, and Mr. Ben Reikley is across from me. Fine local businessman, Republican committee person, but just an American first. Also a parent and a celebrator of all things freedom and 4th of July. And just uh, 250 in Sunbury. Yeah, semi quincentennial comes up on Mm -hmm. Monday. Big parade at 10 o'clock, and then big ceremony at 1 o'clock in Cameron Park. Have roots in Sunbury. My father grew up and his family in Sunbury. Well, Congressman Keller grew up in Sunbury, too. Keller did. Back uh, a lot of in the days people. of the Sunbury Owls. Mark, the <laughs> Sunbury Owls and oh, the Northumberland Pine Otters. That was a rivalry. Was it? Oh, they would meet on... Uh, what do you know about they, that? They would meet on the island and discuss poetry and other literature. <laughs> and that was... that. that I mean, you, you think about that. Folks from Sunbury High School, Nori High School, meeting on the island, City Island, and discussing the virtues of poetry and literature. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that doesn't say America, what does? I, I don't think it was literature. I think it was litigating oh, that happened okay. there, so of sorts. All right, well, I want to tell you about one particular vehicle, and then I'll tell you where you can find it. It's a Ford Escape. It's just a fabulous SUV that they have at the Sunbury Motor Company. Oh, that gave it away. Uh, they got a standard 1.5 t- turbo, three-cylinder engine, so you know your gasoline mileage. Now, their average mileage listed is from 26 to 30 is sort of the range on the sticker. But you know, on the highway, you will hit 40 miles to the gallon from exit to exit. Now, if you are driving in the dead of winter and you only drive, a, let's see, a mile and a half to work like me, uh, your gasoline mileage is going to probably be in the low 20s, something like that. So that's about as low as you can make it go. And uh, But uh, hit 40 on the highway, so this is an economical vehicle to own, economical to buy. I mean, you can't pick out an escape version that's more than $40,000. A reliable vehicle, too. So it is just a super vehicle. Comes in a hybrid version, too, if you want to get that uh, city and highway mileage a little bit closer together. Really, with the highway, uh, the hybrid version, you mostly save money in the city. Uh, strangely enough, with the hybrid, the highway mileage doesn't really change much. I don't have that number in front of me, but I know the city number uh, goes up considerably with that. But it's come standard with emergency braking and 
and uh, forward pedestrian sensing things and all kinds of emergency stuff that holds you in your lane and just a super vehicle. Ford Escape, available at the Sunbury Motor Company, 4th Street, Sunbury, and routes 11 to 15, Homos Wharf, sunburymotors.com mm-hmm. uh, is the address you need to know if you want to check them out. But, boy, they would just love you to have to check out one of the Escapes. We talked about the Edge yesterday as well, still making those vehicles, and those are very popular. So uh, it's a real opportunity for you to get a vehicle. And guess what? They got them down there. They got a couple of trucks, a couple of Edges, a couple of Explorers, a couple of Escorts, you name it. They're still down there at the Sunbury Motor Company. Don't have as many as you want. Get on that wait list. Uh, I I probably told you this. uh, Joe's Ford F-150 Lightning has a VIN. It's on the train waiting for chips. So I think the Avalanche took the Lightning along with the Stanley Cup mm. and went back to Colorado to celebrate. So okay, the Lightning they, might be a little it later. They might be, it might be next year for Not the Lightning. Not that Lightning. Different Lightning, but yeah, good point. But uh, yeah, so that's the uh, Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. All right, uh, lines are open, 1-800-795-9565. Got about a half a dozen emails we can sift through as the show goes uh, along. One of them has the abuse of EBT cards as the subject. Another one, January 6th, the defining question. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Without even reading that email, a defining question of the January 6th committee is what did the president know and when did he do it? And how criminal, if at all, uh, were any of his actions, particularly as it relates to uh, maybe incitement or mm-hmm. encouraging Vice President Mike Pence to perhaps do the wrong, wrong thing? And we had a good legal expert on yesterday that said, I'm sorry, you're just not getting to that conspiracy zone yet. So we could love to hear about that. <laughs> U.S. Supreme Court making tons of news this week. Uh, finally, something Joe Biden could look at as something he wanted. He wants it, but I don't think anybody else was. The Remain in Mexico policy found to not be proper. But yeah, that was a strange one. I was surprised. Yeah, I was a little he, bit surprised to see that, actually. But also, in any event... He also got something he wanted. Which is what? His justice was appointed yesterday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was sworn so in. Justice Ketanji. Brown is on board, and uh, I think they Ketanji got Brown uh, Jackson. some good coverage to... Uh, Let's say take away a little bit, uh, maybe a sleight of hand from what was going on over in Europe yesterday at the uh, G7 summit, the NATO summit. But uh, they got a little good news uh, from the Supreme Court with... but. The, the the stay in Mexico policy just does not. <laughs> that, I, I've got we have maybe we'll have an expert call up. Not not a pundit expert as I heard some of your callers this week. Very but interesting. An informed individual. An informed person to tell us how that works because. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, we also saw Mark where we see the economy and very interesting article, AP article is that uh, talks about the. Um, just how do you say the wet blanket that people are feeling about the way the country's moving and that's even very high negative remarks among democrats uh the the country's just not moving in the direction that they feel uh, well it's strange if you, see, uh, if you try to it, with today's body politic you know if let's suppose you're a democrat you're you know you're either maybe in the left side or the right side of the democratic party in that range you know either the uh, sort of the normal democrats or the radical left wing of the def, uh, of the democrats you're not happy with Mr. In the Middle himself. So that's why I think his ratings are so low. They're really just 
it, you know, being in the middle, being sort of a milk toast person. You know, Lawrence's worst viewpoint is that he was never really a dynamo as a senator to start with. He certainly had might have done some yeah, things that we like. Eighty-five percent, but then become president and sixty-eight percent Democrats. Right. I mean, well, well, I mean, that's, I'm, I mean, I'm agreeing with folks. you. Yeah, I, I see it too. Yeah. I didn't read your article, but I just think no, that it's just an article, an AP article out of Washington, and, and then right below that, U.S. economy slips one point six percent to start the year. Right. So that would be like if you were in a track meet and you lined up to run the uh, hundred meter dash, or at one time the hundred yard dash, and all of a sudden. Uh, they said, no, no, go back 10 yards. <laughs> no, no. The way, uh, think and, about and it. let's run this again. Let everybody else run it and you stay there well, is what's happening. That or go back 10 yards and try to catch up with everybody. And then, you know. Stop. So, uh, so, no, no, very interesting. Uh, uh, also locally, of course, uh, you discussed the uh, CSVT project, which uh, got the official ribbon cutting. And I believe people will be driving on it uh, maybe as soon as next Friday, but probably, I'm going to say, the following uh, July 11th, 12th, to be safe. All right, 1-800-795-9565. you want to talk about all the goings-on in the news, feel free to give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565 is the toll-free line. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Ben is here, good conservative. I'm Mark Lawrence. I try to portray a bad liberal on the radio, and I do satisfactorily <laughs> at it, I think, anyway. Well, I try to ask a lot of good questions. Irritate enough people on both sides, right? I don't know. Do I irritate people, do you think? Well, I think some of the callers are irritated. irritated. Okay, well, that could but be. But here's yes, another, some people don't what's like going on locally, questions. though. Well, and that's true, too. Some, some we, we, uh, On both sides, when you ask people questions, it's interesting when people have discussions on policy, and when they lose the policy discussion, it gets personal. You know, mark your X or Y or bend your X or Z or whatever. But right now, what's going on locally that has really not got reported, though, is uh, we do not have a Pennsylvania budget. Right now, uh, supposedly the House and the Senate are in session today and tomorrow. Tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Uh, yeah, so... It's uh, early for them. Uh, yeah, so usually coming from a person who was hip-deep in it for decades, uh, if they sign a agreement, there's a three- or four-day to put the drafts and everything into the final final budget for the governor to sign. So we probably will not see a budget, most likely, before uh, before the middle of July for Pennsylvania. One of our listeners uh, reminds us that President Biden says he supports an exception to the U.S. Senate filibuster rule and in order to enshrine Roe v. Wade into federal law. So he's reconsidering that. I wonder if, it, well, it's too late now. He won't get any more really uh, harsh decisions that maybe he didn't like from the U.S. Supreme Court because they're done till uh, in the fall. But if this were to continue in the fall, would he change his view, too, on packing the court? You know, he says he doesn't like that, didn't want to change the filibuster rule rule, but uh, if he gets a lot more rulings against him, and if, if you look at the court docket in the fall, there's things there that he will not like if a conservative court well, the rules other, on him. the other part of this is the uh, Congress needs to step up and start doing their job. Uh, the Supreme Court is there to interpret the Constitution against legislation. So mm -hmm. why is the Supreme Court becoming the ultimate referee here and making the decision? It's time for the politicians to create legislation 
that doesn't have to have the litmus test of the Constitution or, or the courts. It, exactly to go back for the courts to to uh, interpret that. So if, if everything's coming down to the Supreme Court and and the Supreme Court seems to now starting to be leaning towards legislating from the bench. Then we have some real issues. Uh, like I said, I, the, the stay in Mexico policy does does not make a whole lot of sense from what I've tried to read and catch up on, uh, on why they, that... Be, and th- that is from President Trump? The Trump okay, administration. Right, 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 so right, okay. uh, that, that, that seems to, to add up. And then you also have, uh, you know, situations, like you said, coming up here in the fall. So... Uh, President Biden is being directed or led, if you look at what he did 15 years ago or 10 years ago, so I guess now everybody emerges or evolves and now understands if packing the court means a plus for the Democrats or for the liberal progressives. On the other hand, uh, look back on what Harry Reid did and uh, how did that work out for you? 1-800-795-9565 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. One of our good listeners sends us a note and says, proposed Pennsylvania legislation would require more state agency cooperation to ensure that welfare payments aren't sent out after a recipient dies. Awaiting approval in the state house before it can go to the Democratic Governor Tom Wolf for a signature is Senate Bill 1124. It would require the State Department of Human Services to run a monthly check of death certificates with the Bureau of Vital Statistics in Harrisburg to ensure supplemental nutrition assistance program benefits are not spent on deceased individuals. The impetus for the bill came from a 2016 state audit on DHS's electronic benefits transfer, which the state uses to distribute SNAP benefits. Quote, we found DHS policy followed public assistance benefits to be paid, or I'm sorry, it allowed public assistance benefits to be paid to recipients up to 12 months after their deaths. In fact, we determined that the DHS paid 2,300 deceased recipient cardholders accounts during the period of July 2013 through June of 2014, unquote, and that's in one of the auditors, that's in the auditor's mm-hmm. report. They paid out $700,000 in benefits in Pennsylvania over that period to dead people. No, you would hope that these systems would not only work internally in Pennsylvania, but would also look and work externally outside New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland, Ohio, So if you West die Virginia. in New Jersey, well, it should, it should well, according be, to this, if you die in New Jersey, you could be on the rolls for years. Well, exa- but the other part is, why are on the rolls? There was a school district locally that uh, teachers used to say you could follow the absentee rolls and find uh, the two-income families. One income here and one income in the next state, where they would leave on a on a Friday or come back on a Monday, and you know they, you'd, they'd be in school Tuesday. You know, the scenario with government funding, Fed and state, is it needs to go to where it's needed, and there should be audits and there should be policies that uh, you know. You, you, you shouldn't have to initiate yes. this. Why, why does this need to be a bill now? This, this didn't should, make sense before. It should be sound policy. You know, we're hearing about the fraud of the COVID stuff that's going on, finally. Uh, you know, we, 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 we saw the uh, Auditor General uh, you know, do, go through um, which uh, uh, government policy well, the was it. Unemployment compensation the, yeah, is full of holes. So, you know, again, either, either these, these are there because people want them to be there and they're covered up, or 
you got people, like you said, the vortex has just sucked the common <laughs> sense out of making legislation that would be efficient. And and we're, we're seeing probably there's a combination of both. 1-800-795-9565. You want to weigh in on this topic. The EBT audit shows that lots of dead people are getting benefits. And these are just the ones they know about. You, let's assume there's a third more that they just have, can't track because they don't know that these people have died. There's, you know, you're not required to, tell, to call Harrisburg when you die. Well, how, how do you know when people don't die if... Because they're still breathing? No, if they're on Social Security, if they're on the... I mean, how, how, does, how does the government not know? Because... Oh, how do they not th- know? Th- then, then the taxes become nil and void to a degree. So if, if the estate is not settled properly, I guess maybe if it's a pauper-type situation where... But you, you would think... But again, uh, talking to some people in Harrisburg uh, on the welfare scenario, when the federal government creates policy it doesn't mesh with state policy but mark why would pennsylvania not have an understanding of who's on their welfare rolls here as well as being able to double check uh New if Jersey, yeah, New Jersey. No, New Jersey. Just other people being. Well, you, you know, probably have somebody it. using the money in the household. I would assume. Or could a male be on the welfare rolls in New Jersey and a female be on the welfare rolls in Pennsylvania? And there's the dual income household. And they're still in the same house, or they live in separate houses. Well, they could be a house here and a house there, or okay. you know, again, how how do, how do you game the system? And if we're not smart enough to realize <laughs> that uh, to try to cut the, there's going to be fraud. But Mark, do you think the fraud should be below two percent, one percent? I used to game the system. We, I don't know if we ever did it, but we talked about paying to get one person in the Strand Theater in Sunbury and then coming in and open the exit door so more kids could come in the well, back. Well, you weren't uh, one of the groups that would put two or three people in the trunk, drive to the, <laughs> drive to <laughs> no. the point, drive, drive in, and then drive. Well, you know, I don't the know people that we would ever take one ticket and no. uh, One ticket and a big car, so, hey, you're coming to watch this movie by yourself? Yeah. The only thing I ever did wrong when I was a youth was to uh, put the pinball machine up on my f- toes so it wasn't so downhill. They nicknamed you Tommy? <laughs> you were a pinball wizard? No, I could see what I was doing. There was no excuse. All right, uh, we have one more email. I'll read this. It's a long one, but we don't have a caller waiting, so I can get through it. Uh, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565 on the topic of January 6th. Here's a defining question. Why would President Trump plan and encourage an insurrection while at the same time sign off on providing 20,000 National Guard soldiers and tell the Pentagon to start preparing for the peaceful transition of power? We know for a fact that the January 6th committee heard testimony months ago from individuals who were in the Trump administration's Pentagon about a January 4 meeting they had with Trump to discuss intelligence that there might be violence on January 6th. In that meeting, President Trump signed an order to provide 20,000 National Guard be on hand. There were five eyewitnesses in that room, and they testified to Pelosi's committee under oath. In addition, the committee was provided with Pentagon's official documentation of this meeting. The entire committee knows this and knows that Pelosi, Schumer, and the mayor of D.C. rejected President Trump's offer of this greater security. Also, according to the same testimony, President Trump told the Pentagon to start preparing for the transition of power to the Biden team. This was stated to the committee by these 
police officials in sworn testimony. However, all testimony and exculpatory evidence that contradicts the narrative the committee wishes to establish in the minds of Americans must be suppressed and or ignored. Well, it certainly hasn't come up in the public hearing. We know that the uh, January 6th committee has this arm that's looking at this security time frame, uh, you know, and who asked for what and who said no along the way. And President Trump is not in the clear here, in my view, but uh, certainly Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, or not Chuck Schumer, but uh, the Republican leader Mitch McConnell may share, or should answer questions about this anyway. But we still haven't heard the outcome of, they haven't done any public hearings on this timeline. Let me read the last paragraph, then I'll let you comment. Clear the whole spectacle is designed to smear and persecute Trump, shame his supporters, and silence anyone who questions the integrity of his political enemies in Marxist communist fashion, bombshell testimony, unquote, put on display for his show trial cannot and must not be allowed to be tested or challenged, even if it's provably untrue. The recent unraveling of Cass Hutchinson's testimony has to the chagrin of the committee exposed the importance, value, and logic of cross-examination. Whatever you think of Donald Trump, we should all be fearful of losing our system of fair and blind justice in the court of due process when we see it replaced with something like this dishonest star chamber known as the January 6th committee, signed Craig. All right, reaction, folks. 1-800-795-9565. Call us now. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, we got standing by on uh, line one right now, Bob Garrett, Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce uh, Executive. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Ben. I, I knew folks would be wondering, what the heck? It's the first Friday of the month. Where the heck are uh, uh, Art and Bob? They should be there talking about unemployment and such things. But we'll be there next Friday, folks. Uh, because of the holiday weekend, the um, we're going to uh, well, the federal government has pushed everything back a week. Sort of like the state budget got pushed back a week. Everybody took off for the weekend or something. Actually, uh, here in the in Pennsylvania, everybody's working over the weekend, so they would have got a budget done. They would have been able to go see the fireworks without a budget. They have to keep working. Hey, what I wanted to call about uh, Ben and Mark is a little less controversial than uh, the. the uh, January 6th commission and all that uh, but when that big bridge opens and by the way I agree with Ben it'll probably be um, you know look look towards the second week of, of July if uh, if we get it one day uh, next week uh, that'll be wonderful um, but it'll probably be in that second week but we'll see uh, when that happens but some routes in the valley are going to change uh, Mark and Ben and I don't know if you've uh, covered this yet uh, with your listeners 
but uh, some routes that you used to be one route number and get a new route number. Have you covered that, uh, Mark and Ben? Nope, go uh, right before. ahead. No. 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 Okay, so, uh, so folks, just keep in mind that the whole idea, one of the main things behind this throughway, is to get the truck traffic out of Northumberland and out of Sunbury, also out of Lewisburg. Uh, that's sort of a secondary um, uh, approach to this project. But uh, because of that, uh, the big bridge, that big, beautiful bridge, and folks, it is big and beautiful. It is stunning when you're up there. Uh, but that will actually get the route designation of 147. So if you if you begin in your mind traveling south from Interstate uh, 80 on 180, uh, coming south on that four-lane highway, that'll go up onto this new what we call the north northern section of the highway, uh, and then come across the bridge as 147. Then coming down uh, from the Winfield Hill, uh, if you will, that'll be Route 15 and 147 together. Then 147 will come down and meet uh, Route 61 uh, on the Veterans Memorial Bridge and then come across the Veterans Memorial Bridge and go across, um, go uh, then head south towards uh, Millersburg and uh, Halifax, et cetera, as, as the current 147. The idea being getting that commercial traffic, okay. that through traffic. Bob, uh, no, no, go, going south to Penn's Tavern. Thank you. Yeah, to uh, Fisher's uh, <laughs> and to Fisher's Ferry yeah, and South. Fisher's You're obsessed yeah, with yeah, their yeah. beer. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, where uh, <laughs> Ben will be happy to buy a drink. Uh, but anyhow, and then uh, and then uh, the Route 405. You know that route that goes up uh, by um, uh, you know by the uh, up, up into Milton off of 147 north of Northumberland. Now I'm, I'm saying. 405 will go into what was 147, Duke Street in Northumberland. Uh, 405 will come down uh, to Duke Street, go up front. Is that Water Street uh, uh, there? Uh, that's uh, US 11, and then come across the uh, across the bridges onto Front Street in Bob, you want to hold? Call back? We have... I'll be happy to do that. Yep, I'll be happy to do that. <laughs> well, that was a choice, so I'll put you on hold, but you can call back, hang yep. up, and call back if you see. We'll get some more something. numbers and some more directions. We well, need to talk north or south, right? We east gotta, or west. we got to talk about why, too. Why do this cockamamie renumbering? That's what I want to know. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We would love to hear from you. We have on the news line Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. He understands transportation. When you come down Route 180 and get on the C. SVT, it becomes 405. Am I following you correctly? Uh, okay, let's uh, let's uh, uh, let's drive this route in our minds 
both uh, north to south and then south to north. So you're coming down 180, uh, and if you're on Interstate 180, remember you're above Interstate 80, three-digit interstates with an uh, odd number connect an interstate highway to a downtown city urban area, so 180 connects 80 to Williamsport. Okay, so you're coming down 80, um, and you come across, you come under the um, uh, under Interstate 80 bridge, and automatically the road just becomes Route 147. Currently, that just happens. Uh, you know, Shazam! As you go underneath of the bridge, it's 147. That 147 designation will stay on the throughway as you come south. So it'll go onto the uh, onto the new four lane section. You know, there uh, south of. Um, 45, the road became a two-lane uh, highway from a four-lane. Uh, it goes, uh, it stays up onto the throughway, comes across that big, beautiful bridge. Then all traffic currently, at least for the next six years or so, all traffic currently has to exit there and, and take Route 15. Now, you could go 15 north or you could go 15 south. If you go 15 south, you will run together as as US 15 Pennsylvania Route 1 or State Route 147. And 147 comes down to the bottom of the hill. A lot of folks don't realize this, but when you get on the Veterans Memorial Bridge, you're now on State Route 61. Then 61 and 147 will run together across the Veterans Memorial Bridge. Uh, at the, on the Sunbury side of the bridge, if you go south, so if you're heading down, as Ben likes to say, to Penn Tavern, uh, I'd like to say that too. But if, you, uh, uh, if you're heading south, that's 147. If you're heading north, that's, uh, that's 61 slash 405. Uh, Front Street, um, and then 61, as we know, uh, splits in Sunbury. Uh, the southbound lanes are on Chestnut Street. The northbound lanes are on Market Street. Um, the um, uh, but uh, when when 61 turns right and heads for St. Clair, if you will, or Shemokin, however you want to say it, um, uh, when when that happens, that then 405 runs as itself uh, right up Front Street uh, in Sunbury, goes across the the, uh, the bridges uh, across the you know the the Sunbury uh, the island there, um, and then into Northumberland, and then goes. Uh, does that, that zigzag in Northumberland, and what is what was 147 in Northumberland now becomes State Route 405. And Bob, the Bob, the motivation behind this was to get commercial traffic out of yeah, downtown, downtown Northumberland, downtown Sunbury, and downtown Lewisburg, and this will accomplish that. Now, it won't absolutely get done. Uh, until the southern section uh, gets complete, and that's where we're going to we're going to stay laser focused. You know, um, you know, Joe McGrand and no Wilty Petunia, and he and I stand on Ben's shoulders, his predecessor as the transportation chair, and uh, and we're going to get that southern <laughs> section. And then, if you heard, uh, if you watched the, the broadcast uh, from the ribbon cutting, Deputy Secretary Larry Shiflett from PennDOT talked about the work we're doing. To try to federalize that project so that can, it'll even move quicker. Yeah, Bob. Um, in, in one, future, will you be hearing the chamber advocate that all, what I just explained just becomes Interstate 180 South 
Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. yeah, Bob, I would say Absolutely. it will get uh, simpler when we get the southern route done. But on the other part, too, is that, you know, th- there's a lot of misunderstanding on how this road was funded because Pennsylvania stepped up and got this funded, and particularly led by Senator John Gordner with three freshmen reps, Linda, Kurt, and Fred. So very interesting when you talk about uh, Larry trying to get some federal money into this, because right now it's disproportionate federal money to state money, but it's a very interesting scenario how we got there. Yeah, when I uh, when I used to uh, work in, I almost said live and work, but just work, uh, in the hallowed halls of uh, PennDOT, um, you know, we always said we always want to get you always want to get a dime out of every nickel. Um, uh, and the fact of the matter is, when you're talking about new highway construction, you were getting 95 cents out of every nickel, um, nearly a dollar out of every nickel, because uh, you always tried to do five percent or ten uh, percent state funding um, and then 90 or 95 percent federal funding. You're right, Ben. This problem is very unusual. It's one third funded by the Appalachian Regional Commission. Um, and uh, next time you see G.T. Thompson shake his hand and say thank you for that, he actually gave up an entire highway in what was his congressional district. Well, well, Bob, we got we got to be honest. It, it gave up. I think Tom Marino had him in a chicken wing, and Bill Schuster had him in a headlock. Uh, I don't think that's entirely true, but I think politically speaking, I think there was uh, there there was a little little pressure being put on. I think on. that was Carney, not, uh, not Chris Marino. Carney was involved, but Marino and, and Schuster, uh, you know, names that haven't been mentioned a whole lot. I mean, we go back to Bud Schuster with the foundation of the, and, and then of course. Uh, but Bill Schuster, uh, Bill Schuster, a little bit more involved in that Appalachian money than than sometimes. Probably even Bill wants to uh, wants to admit. Bob, why can't it just be route the, all anything new be Route 180? Yeah, because of the the, the interstate. Well, for number one <laughs> is the interstate highway system is complete. Okay, the um, the, the map that was dri- uh, that was drawn, uh, you know, in, in Gettysburg by. Uh, uh, President Eisenhower after World War II is done. That project, that that system is a completed system. Uh, the other is that you can uh, you can turn existing highways into interstates, or you could build a theoretically could build a new interstate. The standards for interstates are are much more uh, stringent, and we would have been out up in a whole another year uh, with those standards. You know, we all just smile at each other. I'm sure you've seen the pictures. The as you approach the bridge, there's there's a, a big sign that says Susquehanna River. Oh, gee whiz, I didn't know. But underneath of that's a green sign. Right underneath of it is a brown sign that says National Historic Scenic River, and um, and that was a mitigation that we had to do because uh, that the west branch of the Susquehanna River is part of the Captain John Smith Trail, um, and and the thing is, is when you when you take and make an interstate highway, you know it, it, what folks. What we always say is there is no free money when you get what you believe is to be free money. So the free money from the government, from the federal government, it comes with lots and lots of strings attached. It would have made this project more expensive. <laughs> 
and it would have been a billion dollars instead of nine hundred sixty-five well, million. Well, Bob, uh, that, that's also too. If you look at the timeline, I can remember Todd Root being the transportation. You're being the transportation chair myself. And, and, of course, Joe took over and then uh, really moved it into the task force level. But back in early 90s, mid-90s, talking with Bud Schuster, this was a $480 million project. Now we're going to be, what, 920, 940? Yeah, yeah, in that neighborhood, yep. One yeah, of our so, listeners uh, uh, one of our listeners yeah, asked a question. Says this out, it would have helped the project up. Uh, but we will, uh, after it's built... <laughs> Um, Mark, you can be sure the Chamber of Commerce is going to be working very hard to get that designation. Um, it, uh, otherwise, we end up with the confusion you have, like when you get around Harrisburg. If you ever given anybody directions how to get to from here to the uh, to the uh, Harrisburg International Airport, you know. No, Bob, forget, forget about giving directions. Just plug it in your GPS, and your GPS gets confused. Then you know it is yeah. really a problem. That question came up uh, yesterday. Uh, a person called me and said, well, how soon will this uh, be going up in our GPS? What do you guys think? I, I thought it could take it could take a decade, right, till all of the GPSs get updated. And well, Bob, when you, when you drive to Harrisburg from Sealands Grove, part of your GPS will try to put you on the old, old trail. <laughs> at some point, oh, well, you stay on the same yeah. road, so uh, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll we'll see how. Uh, I, I guess it will be. Uh, what's the priority of upgrading uh, some places in central Pennsylvania over upgrading Los Angeles, San Francisco, Denver? Yeah, Omaha. there's going to be a slight dilemma there because the Google Earth pictures still don't show the bridge. So if you can get your GPS to show the route, and pretty soon Google's going to realize there's some way across the river there because they're going to be following your phone across the river, so they're going to know people are crossing there. So I have a feeling they'll catch up in about a week or so. They're usually about a week behind on pop-up road projects and things. Another listener asks us a question, Bob, will you be able to ride your bicycle across the new bridge? Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, Bike Route J currently uh, uh, will uh, will stay right where it is. Um, uh, there, uh, I would say there'll be no pedestrian um, no pedestrian facility on that bridge. Uh, that would be discouraged. Um, uh, I did not. I, I'll I'll tell you. I only drove one little piece of it. I did not see one of those signs, uh, motorized vehicles only. So I don't right. know if buggies or bicycles go on it. That'll be a good question. We have a transportation committee meeting next. Um, you can get the, get that answered. Yeah, I'd like uh, to know that answer. And, uh, yeah, the bicycles, buggies, and pedestrians, if you so choose to walk on it, right. can you? There's really not much no. shoulder. No, you know, it's not made for that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost a motorized yeah. type of... Uh, and they didn't need those fences that you need on new bridges now in order to keep uh, people down below safe. Well, I, you know, if if you get a call and your and our buddy Than Mitchell is out of a certain beverage and he asks you to drop a meet him in the middle the of a bridge, can you can right. you get it down to him? You might be able to do All that. All right, Bob, we're going to see you in a week. We're going to have John Kirshner here from Fine Line Homes talking about impediments to development and opportunities mm. that still exist out there. You know, the positive spin is that they are still building, and uh, so there is some, some... You're being kind. Impediments. We're talking about governmental, red bureaucratic... Tape and re- red regulation. Yep. Right. Bob, yeah, thank well, you so you much. Could, and I think... Uh, uh, well, we also have a community relations coordinator from DP 
uh, with us too, uh, Mark? No, that's uh, that invitation oh, is going to come out a little bit later on. So we'll, yeah, okay. that that'll come yeah, later. Yeah, that person, okay. Bob, that person does not get paid enough. <laughs> All right. To well, be continued. Uh, uh, it's important uh, that we 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 work with the state regulatory agencies so that they understand uh, that um, you know we're we're hurting. Business is hurting. We oh, need no, to grow. It is important, and uh, they need to help us out uh, and not hinder uh, hinder uh, prosperity. All right. Thank you so much, Bob. Thanks for checking in. Always like- I appreciate that. Bob Garrett of Greater Susquehanna Valley mm-hmm. Chamber of Commerce. We'll take a quickie break. When we come back, we will have brief news headlines, but we'll entertain open phones. Call us back, 1-800-795-9565. I've got an email from EB about the January 6th committee and two texts. So we'll read those on the air. All have headlines. We talked about impediments to development, the cockamamie renaming of these highways because of the paperwork that won't let <laughs> Route 180 go down and connect in Hummel's Wharf. Well, that's Not True shame. Not well, yet. yeah, but that's an awful. That's a big mistake in my view. Anyway, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We would love to hear from you. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark, 1-800-795-9565. I've got one January 6th committee uh, hearing email pending and a January 6th text and one that relates to the EBT benefits, so I'll read those on the air. we got a caller ready. for July 6th. All right. So 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We do have some very brief news headlines here. There will be a lane restriction again today on Route 147 between Ridge Road and Route 405. PennDOT warned of potentially long delays yesterday, and believe it or don't, they did not have exceedingly long delays there yesterday, but they say today they may, so watch out for that. It's a soil remediation project. It's not associated with the CSVT construction. Yeah, tough timing. Uh, holiday weekend. Well, but they got a <laughs> private crew all set up, and they're not mm-hmm. going to stop and come back next week. So, But they should be done by 4 p.m., so we're hoping they wrap up. 3.30. Right. No so lunch break. Yet. Right. Uh, it's another holiday weekend, which means uh, state troopers will be out in full force to keep our roads uh, safe. State Police Captain Mark Major says troopers will especially be targeting two types of lawbreakers. Our troopers will be on patrol looking for aggressive drivers and impaired drivers. Driving under the influence is a serious crime that is 100% preventable. Unfortunately, too many people are still not getting the message. During the four-day Independence Day travel period in 2021, troopers made 503 DUI arrests and investigated four alcohol-related 
fatal crashes. Troopers will also be on the lookout for distracted drivers and speeders. In addition, state police remind motorists about Pennsylvania's move-over law, which requires drivers to move over for emergency vehicles on the side of the road. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And Mark, if I could add to that, uh, state police work zones. Mm-hmm. Folks, beware in the work zones. Those cameras work 24 7, 365. In bigger work zones, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've experienced it. Oh, did you get a ticket? Good for you. Uh, well, I will say this I think there was nobody working. Being in the construction industry, I respect that. There was nobody working. It was 7 30 in the evening. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, I guess those cameras work 24 7, oh. 365. She got nailed, did you? Huh. Right, too bad. Well, be careful next time. Hey, Align Mountain Excellent. High School student. Are you okay, buddy? I just appreciate your thoughts. Right. A Line Mountain High School student got the chance to visit U.S. Congressman Fred Keller at the nation's capital recently. This comes mm-hmm. after she became the 2022 Congressional Art Competition winner. Herndon native and Line Mountain Rising senior Chelsea Tomlinson and her family visited Congressman Keller last Sunday, celebrating her accomplishment. Her artwork entitled Mini Adventures depicts her Mini Cooper done in white charcoal. Sounds mm-hmm. like an oxymoron, doesn't it? White charcoal. Anyway, the family also attended an awards ceremony and toured the Capitol. She said the thought of her art on display at the U.S. Capitol was mind-blowing. She was sitting in the car, white charcoal, eating white chocolate, so it was a very uh, interesting moment. CBS News' Jan Crawford says President Biden is willing to overcome his own opposition to changing the Senate rules in order to undo the major abortion rights ruling last Friday. In Europe, President Biden said he would support lifting the Senate filibuster to pass a federal law that could override state efforts to ban or restrict abortion and guarantee abortion access nationwide. And finally, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz has a beef with a Muppet. On (laughs) Sesame Street this week, Elmo got his COVID vaccine with his dad at his side. Mm. Then Ted Cruz isn't having, but Ted Cruz isn't having a sunny day about that. He tweeted saying you have this Elmo aggressively advocate for vaccinating children under five, but you cite zero scientific evidence for this. Back in November, Big Bird got vaccinated and Senator Cruz had a meltdown tweeting that it was Propaganda for our five-year-olds. The Muppets getting they involved are in this discussion. Five-year-olds, yeah. children under five. Oh yeah, you got to pay attention, are buddy. You're missing the show here. Wow. Uh, probably, yeah. Lawrence's worthless guess. Probably either one fifth or one third of kids wow. will get that. Not most. I wouldn't know or near most. And seventy years from now, or fifty years from now, or forty years from now, I guess we'll know the results. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see. All right, Joe. Thank you patiently for patiently waiting. Or at least I, I think you're a patient for waiting. You're oh. on the mark. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I did uh, tell your screener that uh, maybe uh, doing a question answer of the week or uh, something like that. But Ben may not be up to speed what happened all week. But there was a question asked about uh, <laughs> when the abortion ruling came down uh, about if they would, if someone would force their daughter or someone to fla- carry a a rape baby full term and some people called up and uh, said that they would you know they would I don't know if the question was forced or just tell them to keep it I, I don't quite remember but uh, anyhow some people called in and uh, they took the position that uh, yeah they would encourage it or whatever so that is not even a popular position amongst uh, people who 
believe that there shouldn't be or shouldn't have abortions, right? That's even that's extreme when you say that you would force someone to have a rape baby. But no, then but I also ask, it is. It might seem extreme, but I think it's mainstream among some ultra conservatives. I mean, like Senator Mastriano. Right. That's what he would like to see right, in yeah. Pennsylvania. I agree that uh, that that is out there, but I don't know if, when polled that uh, you know a large number. But anyhow, that that was uh, I was uh, glad to see some people had called in and let their position be known, even though I don't think it's all you know not popular or mainstream as some people say. Uh, so uh, then I ask a question: How uh, Christian supporters of illegal abortion can look at uh, Exodus twenty-one? 22 through 25 and have that I just ask them to call in I didn't I'm not saying they're right or wrong but that's in the Bible and if you're you know you believe in that that would be uh, but I don't think anyone called in that was that was my point maybe I missed it but uh, it, did you recall anybody calling in in support of uh, that mark I no. don't remember Okay. Uh, and I'll be honest, Joe, I'm losing you here. I guess you've called in to talk about questions this week, and I, don't, I haven't heard one, or I don't think we've moved the show forward here. It was uh, 30 seconds of the show. You missed it. Oh, jeez. So. Okay. All right, Joe, I, anything else? Uh, yeah, uh, and if anyone still wants to call in. and uh, But uh, secondly, um, my other point is that uh, there was an issue about uh, guns being prohibited or uh, semi-automatic rifles being prohibited. That was part of this week's uh, conversation for 20 or 18 to 21 or 22-year-old. And uh, someone had called in who uh, has a degree in, uh, in developmental. So anyhow, Eric called in, I believe, and his he he like expounded or expanded on his uh, statement about Kyle Rittenhouse and such, and he. He gave a theory of why, and he says that the brains of 18 to 21 or 22-year-olds are not fully developed and that they shouldn't legally have these guns. And I would say that theory is the second, second stupidest theory that I've ever heard in my life behind the Darwin's theory of evolution. So uh, I, I'm not going to go over exactly, but uh, exactly or what put words into his mouth but that was twisted so you're so saying other than that, that, that if that doesn't uh, create any discussion between uh, ben or uh, you and me uh, no, that's about it for the no. week okay, so, Joe, you're saying <laughs> that the brains of adolescents are fully formed and all decision making capabilities are are in place as far as uh, uh, you know as far as you'll go you have to go on an individual basis if you're talking about uh, i think some people develop there's a, there's an odd thing that uh, women are not committing these crimes and then we would want to see what their brain is uh, compared to those who do. Well, they're but, more uh, mature than men, I can tell you that. You know, that and then I see uh, uh, the guy in Las Vegas, he might have been in his 50s, so why did he do it? I mean, uh, I think that what you're saying, Mark, is that 
some people don't develop it. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Joe. People don't develop at the same rate. All right, we got you, Joe. Thank you so much. Good questions all. Much appreciated. 1-800-795-9565. We got a text here that says, Mm. as I've said before, if the partisan January 6th committee has evidence of a Trump crime, indict him. (laughs) Well, actually, the committee can't do that. It's just a finding of facting. But anyway, let the discovery begin. But it isn't about truth. So, uh, it's well, a, I uh, think, you know, the committee has a couple purposes. Truth is one of them. Maybe that's taking a beat. And I think, as I said earlier this week, I think part of it is to prosecute and or persecute President Trump so he can't run again. Mm, yes, exactly. we're doing some fact-finding and investigating. And, you know, and somebody said, well, this will become part of the official record. And that is true. So f- to that end, mm. it is go- good. And we should do something. And it may impact legislation. It may impact indictments. But uh, Mark, uh, this is, it's the so goal, bad. keep trying out of it. Well, that's true. It's so bad that it, this wouldn't even make a Perry Mason show. This is how, from a legal standpoint, this is how bad this is. Well, yeah, so it's just a hearing, so it's not an it's official trial. It's a PR trial. stunt, and that's what it was supposed to be, and that's what uh, Speaker well, Pelosi serves wanted. Some, serves some actual purposes, too. Uh, Chris. In regards to... Chris, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, I looked up that Exodus stuff, by the way. And it does talk about punishment that if the fetus dies, you get uh, you can be put to death for it. Uh, if it doesn't die, then, then you can sort of get out of it by paying damages, I think. But also included in that list of laws that were uh, being listed there is if a child curses a parent, uh, he should be put to death. And if uh, and sorceresses should be put to death. So that's the type of thing we're talking about in the Old Testament, and that hardly is a good basis for making present-day abortion law. Okay. At least in my opinion. All right. Chris has I, been so kind to give us finding a fact on a couple of issues this week, so we and, appreciate that. What else you got? The, with the, the, there's no record that's been made public anywhere so far that there was any official offering of 20,000 troops for the, to protect the, the Capitol building. He did make an offhand remark to the mayor about 10,000 troops, and he also said he wanted 10,000 troops there to protect his people. Okay. That is not to protect the Capitol building, but to protect <laughs> his people. I got you. Hmm. That's slightly yeah. different. And if you were Nancy Pelosi and the president is commander-in-chief and wants to show up and march down to the Capitol building and have 10,000 National Guards, presumably as commander-in-chief, might be under his direction, I don't think you'd really want them there. Okay. And the... (laughs) The, the, the committee has been putting it on the back burner, but they say they're going to get to the, the, the who offered what to do what and officially. But the 20,000 things, the only person that comes from that I know of is uh, Hannity said it. So you can take that to the lie bank and 
deposited, I guess. Yeah, I think so. either they or in some of the remarks ahead of time, they said that their preparation and response sort of subcommittee is going to be part of the public hearing. So hopefully we'll get to that. But in any event, they have already established, we haven't seen it, but what they say is the timeline of preparation and response and who actually did what and who did what. And it, yeah, it does not have President Trump on it asking for 20,000 troops. It does have the remarks you described, which we appreciate that. Ben? But time will tell, because uh, will they release the behind-the-scenes testimony redacted well, or not? they release everything and put it, uh, everything that anybody ever said that they got to say. I hope they do. Yep, I agree. All right, Chris, what else you got cooking? Well, uh, <laughs> some reason, uh, for some reason, I think Ben was kind of downplaying Kerry's role in this. In the in the highway, in the bridge situation on the highway. You talking uh, about Chris Carney? Yeah. Are you talking about Carney? Yeah. Okay. No, not downplaying it. He he was he was certainly involved, and uh, but also you had going back. You had Bud Schuster. But getting the Appalachian money was uh, Appa- wasn't that. Appalachian that was money. Major contribution, wasn't it? Well, there, there's many pieces of the puzzle. Uh, Chris, <laughs> He's not going to give him the time of day. Chris, well, Chris the Car- guy who's an expert on it on your show is Joe, and he always credits big time, big time credits. Well, uh, okay, whatever. Ex- Chris, Chris so Carney was. Don't argue with Joe about that. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's don't no argue argue, there, argue There's no Joe. argument, Chris. You brought us. A, Chris Carney was certainly involved in that at a critical time, of putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Also, like I said, Bill Schuster and Tom yeah, Marino but, but and Tom you were Marino. Kind of not mentioning him. I did. We I mentioned him, Chris. Him no, we mentioned him, Chris. <laughs> Chris, when you laugh, that's a defensive laugh. So uh, oh, yeah, we, we, yeah. Brought, we brought I, I him up. Your, we brought your, him up. Your denial of it. That's it's not all. a denial. We brought up Chris Carney, but there was many pieces it's of the puzzle. After you skipped over him. No, we did not skip over him. And the part about it is John Gordner led a state delegation to move this forward, and it was a different type of funding mechanism. Yeah, I'm not and there's ma- that. And there might, uh, whoever you want to think is an expert is, that's fine, but there was a lot of people involved politically on the state level I, I that made this. Chris Carney was involved the, on the, the federal level. Going out of your way not to mention Carney. That's not true at all, Chris. So here's the other part. You didn't even know the damn guy's <laughs> name. You called him Kerry. So I'm going to, I'll say this. You didn't know the person's name. Chris Carney was certainly involved at that time. You had Don Sherwood oh, involved. That proves you're right because I mispronounced the name. That, no, that's you Chris didn't know Carney who he was. Sherwood yeah. involved. No, I'll Sherwood was a bank f- along with, lost uh, a car. No, that's not true at all. But there was a number of pieces of the puzzle <laughs> that went together, going back to Bud Schuster yeah, and that, that group. Yeah, you said that 17 times, and I've agreed with you 16 times. So you really don't have to say it again. All right, let's move on. Anything else, Chris? Oh, please, let's move on. Anything else, Chris? <laughs> all right. Yes, I'm tired of hearing the Ben repeat himself endlessly. All right, thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, the, the January 6th thing is doing a solid job, and the thing about uh, trying to discredit Hutchinson because of her disagreement with the apparent disagreement because we haven't really heard from the other people involved. But one of them who was there is the one who told, told her this. 
so she was just repeating it, and she did say she was just repeating it. Right. So the, if you can prove that he he didn't tell her that, then you you'd have something. But you haven't done that. So until then, she's as truthful as we can possibly know. Right, I agree. Thank you so much, Chris. Okay, Very well bye. said. That's yep, good. appreciate it. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Yeah, you weren't listening this week, but Joe McGranahan says that you know if you slice the pie into eight slices, Chris Carney gets two of the slices in terms no, of uh, doing the, this the, uh, the pivotal ti- job. The, the timing, the stuff was there, but there's also, uh, I would say, uh, I wouldn't give him two slices. I give him a slice and a half. I would say <laughs> See, Bill, Joe's nonpartisan. Well, uh, so am I. But Bill <laughs> Schuster, Bill Schuster was the transportation chair and had influence over this and maybe there's some maybe there's some different meetings or some different emails or some different phone conversations that some people were yeah, on. Joe's more informed. All right, 1-800-795-9565 if you want to talk about the Routes 11 and 15 CSVT project or I call it the ceiling or the uh, uh, the uh, what did somebody call it yesterday? The Cross Valley Expressway. They stole that term from up in Scranton. Mm. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. we still got an EB uh, email to read, so we'll do that. And one of our listeners says, without all video and email evidence from Nancy Pelosi before and after the January 6th incident, the truth will never be found. And I guess I'll read EBA's letter and then we'll take the break. Uh, He says, or she says, I don't know who it is, uh, since the majority of your callers appear to watch fake Fox News and therefore won't hear much reporting on yesterday's bombshells from the January 6th committee, here are some important takeaways. President Trump knew the rioters were armed and wanted metal detectors removed so more of them could enter the space where the rally was taking place. He apparently agreed that Mike Pence should be hung. He wanted to go to the Capitol so badly that he allegedly grabbed the steering wheel of the Secret Service vehicle transporting him back to the Oval Office. Mark Meadows knew January 6th was going to be real, real bad. Meadows and Giuliani asked for pardons, presumably because they knew they'd committed crimes. Yes, so did Perry. Evidence suggests a direct line between the Proud Boys and the White House. He had John, or Roger Stone is that direct connection. Uh, the commission believes it has evidence of witness intimidation. Of course, the members of the cult. Trump won't believe or care about any of this because they're so brainwashed. It's clear, however, that President Trump should never again be allowed near the White House. The lack of patriotism and respect for America here is staggering. All right, responses, folks. Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. It's Friday, Friday. Luke's favorite Friday Rob Center, our fabulous, fabulous producer. We appreciate his help and hard work today, answering them mm-hmm. phones and getting people all lined up. Uh, we'll take speedy dialers. Uh, we got one other quickie break coming up, but we'll take speedy mm-hmm. dialers right now. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Whether or not it was Bud Schuster or Chris Carney or John Gordon or Linda Schlegel-Culver, we got her done, and we're getting mm-hmm. her done. Mm-hmm. And Joe McGranahan is the single most most pivotal person in the middle of all oh, of this. I would say Joe would be the straw that stirred the drink. Right. Of the, uh, but, uh, he kept uh, her going. Uh, let's say there was two straws in there, John Gordoner and and from the political standpoint on the state side, Can we call and it the Joe Mc- Local. We should rename that bridge in the McGranahan Gordoner Bridge. Uh, There's another, where's another bridge that's named after two people? Is that the Lewisburg Bridge? 
That's no, that's the is Nurse that Fairchild Bridge. Nurse Fairchild Bridge. Governor Pollock is, I believe, just one person in Milton. Yeah, some bridge around here is named after two people. Yeah, be careful if they name something. It means after you're gone. You. Oh, yeah, <laughs> not after you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> no, we talked about this. You really shouldn't name things after living people. But if you're ever going to name it after Joe or John, you should do it now. So while they're alive. Yeah, Penn College does that. You, you send them 20 bucks and they name a building after you. Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, uh, Trump had, I know Hannity reported on the meeting, but all them other people in the meeting could testify to the truth that Trump did ask for 20,000 troops, uh, yeah, National Guard, to be at the Capitol building, but it was up to Pelosi mainly to implement that implement that and she never did well and Dan I think it wasn't just Pelosi I think it was the uh, the whole security apparatus at the Capitol Nancy Pelosi overseeing it but uh, second third fourth person down the line and then the mayor of DC everybody I believe had some sort of involvement to make that happen so the implementation of that needed to start on the third or fourth if they were going to do that. Right, and he had the meeting the fourth, and they could have done it, but as many people called in here and said, they they didn't do it because they wanted that to happen on the sixth, because look, they're trying to get mileage even up to this day and into July out of that and all the mud they're throwing at Trump, none of it's sticking. Mostly they're getting dirty hands and they're getting splattered off the wall, mud coming back on them for doing what they're doing. And I, by the way, I watched every one of them hearings, every one. I, I even recorded one while we were out hiking so I could see it. And nothing there is no rebuttal. They say what they want people to believe, but not what the facts are. Yeah, and the fact is, President Trump has talked about requesting 10,000 troops, not 20. But there's still no evidence that Nancy Pelosi rejected that. That we haven't seen. Well, that hasn't come out in the committee, or they won't. We haven't seen the the behind-the-scenes testimony yet. And and what will be the redaction percentage on on that behind-the-scenes testimony? McCarthy right now should try to do what he can to keep every piece of evidence, every piece of court correspondence from committee members, emails, texts, keep those somewhat preserved so if and when the House changes, they'll be able to go back. But, uh, of course, uh, Speaker Pelosi and her husband are, I believe, uh, overseas with the Pope uh, right now, uh, probably asking for the ultimate forgiveness. So so we'll see what happens here in the future. I mean, the, the left is hanging their hat on January 6th. Uh, they're hanging their hat that Trump is the son of the devil. And this is a uh, TV production, these hearings, what we've seen. I mean, these are... They're being produced by uh, professional TV people. Go ahead, Dan, and wrap up. Amen. When you when you have the media on your side, 
you present what you want people to believe and they try to do a good job of it but they haven't fooled me or they haven't fooled a lot of the people that respect Trump for what he did for America and I don't care how often I have to say it he was by far the best president did the best job in my whole lifetime and I really miss him for what he done for our country. Look at us now. Well, I still, Lawrence, is worthless view as he's going to be our next president, so you should be happy again before too long. <laughs> then he'll have, they'll take him four years to clean up the mess. <laughs> well, that could be. Or more that, that Biden got us in. I filled up my motor scooter yesterday. $15.19. Oh, my God. It used go, to be you, six bucks. Dan, you got to yep, go electric. You got to go electric. Yep. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks for calling All in today. Right, you guys have a great weekend. All right. You too. Appreciate it. All right. We got to take a quickie break. We'll be right back. This is just 90 seconds. So stand by, callers. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. That was a quickie break. Thank you so much, Rob Center. Fabulous job. Uh, we played our Friday theme music, so we got yeah, that no, out of the yeah, way. Thanks, Rob. So, well, that was I feel, fun. I feel like I have we, a lollipop that and a cup. All right, we got here. two callers going to take us up to the end of the hour, most likely. Uh, Lance, go right ahead. You're on the mark. Okay. Well, this is something I've often said, though, and that is uh, that the human brain cannot entertain a rational thought until about 25 years old, and science seems to uh, reflect that. Yeah, science is 100% back show. Yes, they're right there. I guess that's why all those kids are Democrats. I mean, it's about three to one, isn't it? Yeah, and then they switched to Republican later in life. That is well, an actual trend. Yeah, but that's the saying, though. Uh, if, if you're young and you're not liberal, you uh, might not have a heart. If you're old and you're not conservative, people question your brain power. Yeah, that, uh, <clears throat> that uh, <laughs> was uh, Winston Churchill. No, was that who said that? that? Okay. Yeah, that was, I was going to go with that. Pro- pro- probably with a, a glass of gin in his hand. Mm. Why, well, as we talk about uh, alcohol, you realize that uh, drunks we on the highway and drunks on the highway in, Pen- on, in Pennsylvania alone in one year kill as many people as all the wackos out there with all of the semi rifle, semi auto rifles in the entire country. It's about 300, and that, that's something to really think about, especially as we look on a holiday weekend and um, people that normally don't drink will be drinking. 
so they'll have the amateurs out there, and that's what really causes the problems. Why would you think people who don't drink normally would drink on a holiday weekend? Party. Yeah, My do. friend's having a party. Oh, so. What does okay. it involve? Loud music and beer. <laughs> okay, well, there you at go. And outdoors. At what age? Are we talking about a kegger here? No, we're talking about 30-something, 40-something. blasting some Guns N' Roses or Led Zeppelin? Or Lance <laughs> is in the right. There are going to be amateurs pounding okay. in beers this weekend. Yeah, be careful. I, was, yeah. I mean, are you taking your eight tracks? Anything else, Lance? Well, uh, no, not exactly right now, but... Uh, just uh, keep up the good work. All right. Well, thank okay. you. Thanks Have for calling in. Weekend. Always glad to hear mm. from you. Thank you, sir. Okay. Joe, we got uh, one right. minute, 62 seconds. We'll give you an extra two seconds. All right. Thank you, man. Uh, I, I really want to thank Chris for calling in and uh, saying, you know, what he did about uh, his uh, ideas. But uh, he is using another part of the Bible to, uh, like, help form his idea about uh, the Exodus uh, part. But... Uh, he he did use the word fetus, and that's kind of uh, revealing also that uh, <laughs> you know that that's not what it says in the Bible that it's a, a child or even maybe old uh, is a fruit. But to get to it is that this is this in Exodus part that I quoted was a guarantee that what the woman is carrying is a human being because now because that if that baby dies. That gets the same punishment as a person who dies like that outside the womb, right? That's that eventually, if that if that baby dies because of the struggle between or the strife between men, that baby dies. That person who killed that per- baby is condemned to death in the Old Testament, okay. in Exodus, right? Well, Joe, I, I mean, I don't know yep, if you guys read we'll, it, but uh, we'll, we'll figure that out for the next one. We gave you 85 seconds, but uh, en- right. enjoy the well, weekend and call next week. Yeah, long weekend. Everybody enjoy. I'm glad for the opportunity. All right. Uh, thank you so much I for said. calling in. Much appreciated. All right. One of our good listeners says, I was in a meeting yesterday morning where the topic of illegal migrant deportation was the topic. Almost everyone knows about those entering the U.S., so I won't bore you with the numbers, but I am sharing the Biden number of 2021 as they relate to previous years. ICE removals in 2021 were down 70 percent. Removals in 2021 were 59,000 from the border and the interior of the U.S. The U.S. This number pales compared to 180. 85,000 in 2020 and 267,000 in 1919, the last year under Trump's policies. Even convicted criminal aliens are not being deported as in the past. The number of criminal deportations in 2021 reflected a 62% reduction to 39,000. The number in 2020 was 103,000 and 150,000 in 2019. Note the term criminal aliens includes murderers, human drug traffickers, as well as rapists. I am sharing this information as it's not being shared by the major news networks. Please share as you deem appropriate. All right, uh, thank huge, you for that, Larry. Yeah, Much appreciated. Huge problems at the border. Huge problems at the border. And we saw what happened in San Antonio with 53 people killed in the trailer. And, and President Biden's victory of Remain in New Mexico is not going to help. Uh, well, so. the uh, Summit of Americas was a big, big, big flop. I mean, you're talking about when the uh, Mexico does come. People can realize Mexico is not run by their government. That is the uh, puppet put up, the cartels run Mexico. If, if the cartels can make money on avocados, they'll make money on avocados. They'll, they'll make money on human trafficking. They'll, they'll run the drugs for China. 
in. But the, the southern border is a debacle, and it's a disgrace, and it's costing lives of Americans and a lot of money. All right. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you next week for Financial Friday on Friday. And uh, Joe and I are going to be here next week. We got our, our normal show. We got some guests lined up, so we will be very much looking Tuesday. forward to hearing from you. Right. Tuesday, you guys will be here. Yep. Tuesday, Monday is CBS Fourth of July special. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury.